Hello, it's 420. You know what that means. It's time for some stoner logic. My name's Tim. I'll be your host today. Um, Yeah, so stoner logic, you know, is what I think while I've uh, indulged earlier in the day. Today, I've indulged in some Lady Madonna. I think it's like a 24.5 THC level. So it should give me some good thoughts. And so today I thought, well, would be something good to talk about. How about pranks? That's right, pranks. I'm I'm been a prankster since I was little. So pranks, you know, you you do, and as long as you don't hurt anybody, you know, a good prank is is really good. Um, I've watched family members pull pranks on other family members, friends, neighbors, you know, whatever. But a prank is is something that can happen anytime, at any place and anywhere. It's not like an April Fool's. April Fool's is one day. One day is when it's designated that you fool somebody. It has its own designated day, April Fool's. But a prank, it can be done any time. So, you know, um, we've got Halloween coming up, or maybe passing by the time you've heard this. Um, And that's trick-or-treating. You know, that's a different type of deal. Pranks are in their own, own category. And in those categories, they have different levels. Different levels of pranks. I started off with phone pranks. Those were the easiest. Back back when uh, you had a rotary phone, and for those who don't know, that's when you have to spin the dial for like the one, the three, the nine, whatever. Uh, there was no way people could trace your number. So you could play a lot of practical jokes, and I did those while I babysat. Um put the kids to bed, be like uh, nine o'clock at night, and I'd start calling people in the phone book and tell them that I was a delivery company and we had 480 dozen eggs that we're going to be delivering to them tomorrow. And of course, they would have a conniption fit. We don't have 480 dozen eggs. We don't want them. Don't bring them. Well, is this so-and-so at such-and-such address? Because I'm looking in the you know, I got the phone book in front of me. But I'd play pranks like that. I was young, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. But phone pranks go even further. Um, I got my wife on a, a good prank one time. Uh, she was having some work done on her vehicle, and she uh, was loaned a van by my brother. And uh, she took the van to a soccer match or something. I don't know. Well, when she came back, she couldn't, the key wouldn't fit in the lock to unlock the van so they could leave. So she borrowed a clothes hanger and was trying to pry the thing open, got the thing open, and then realized that it was the wrong van she had just broken into. True story. True story. But that's not the prank. Prank's coming up. So, um, you know, we. she tells me this and how embarrassing it was. She was, you know, went to the wrong van. 
So I called a buddy of mine up. I said, look, you got to help me out with this. So I gave him all the information and he proceeded to, oh, she had left a note or something, you know, and um, with her phone number, she did the right thing. Well, my buddy called and said that he was the owner of the van and that he appreciated her gesture towards admitting that she had broken to the wrong van, but in doing so had damaged the, the lock and that it was going to be 300 and something dollars. <laughs> my wife was, was just going crazy. Um, wanted to hand me the phone, you know, talk to this guy. And I said, well, hell, you, you did it. Just, you know, you need to pay. So, uh, you know, this, this went on and she said, well, she wanted estimates, whatever. But it, it went on for a couple of days, calling back with estimates and things like that. And then finally we fessed up. But, you know, there's different, like I said, there's, there's phone you know, phones are easy because especially back when you didn't have caller ID, you didn't have, you know, things like that um, where they could trace the number or whatever. Um, my sister uh, told me about an incident where they had been partying with some friends of ours, neighbors, whatever, uh, whoever they were, and that they had gone down to this lake and and smoked a, a joint and fed the ducks you know 11 o'clock go out smoke a good fat doobie and feed the ducks at the little pond down the street from where this person lived so i hear this story and i go this is great so i call this person and tell them that i'm with the uh wildlife division for the state and that unfortunately we found about 15 ducks dead at this pond and that somebody had written down her license plate number and we traced it and want to get some information well <laughs> this girl goes it was. It wasn't me. It was so and so. She. I mean, she threw my sister under the bus like that. I mean, you know. And I'm telling her it's a you know a federal offense. It can be fined and blah blah blah. And she, you know, she she just blamed the whole thing on my sister. Which, of course, my sister was there listening to the whole conversation. But you know, th those are good pranks. Yeah, you know, like I said, you couldn't get. You couldn't get tracked back on those real easily. And if you disguise your voice and had information and, you know, could reel off that stuff while you're talking to them, they don't have a chance. I mean, not a chance. So, you know, pranks, pranks are great. I grew up, like I said, with, with my uh, parents' neighborhood, good friends with their, their neighbors, not too good of friends, but... They could pull pranks on each other. They'd turn the water off, the main water valve off on each other. They would blow each other up with M80s. Um, 
I think my father one time put um, shrimp pills and heads inside somebody's car under their seat. Of course, after about three days, you know, that really stunk up the place. But so, yeah, I, I grew up with pranks and, and, you know, really enjoyed them. So, you know, after after the phone thing kind of got boring, I used to go up to the mall and I was probably 15, 16 years old. And uh, I'd go up there on a Saturday and put some super glue on a quarter or a few quarters and put them on the floor of the mall. This is an inside mall. And go over to the orange tree and get me a an orange slushy or whatever they were back then and, you know, a, a chili cheese dog or something and plop my butt down and watch people trying to pick these quarters up. That was amusement to me and cruelty, I guess, some people may say, but I found it funny. And, um, you know, if they got the quarter up, they made some money. And a quarter back in them days, you know, that's a that's a fourth of a dollar. Would you would you leave a dollar bill laying on the ground if you saw it? See, I've seen those pranks on TV where they smear dog poo on it and you know put them under bushes or a twenty dollar bill or something. See, I don't do that stuff. That's gross. Uh, I think it's a great prank, but you know it's like it's like setting a bag with dog crap in it on fire and ringing the doorbell and watching somebody try to stomp it out. I mean, come on. So yeah, there's there's all sorts of different pranks. I'm sure you all had some. Oh, and I have been pranked. I have been pranked. As again, as we said, uh, neighbors, friends, and family. Um, I, um, on my desk, I was a big M&M, or WW's, M&M fan, the chocolate peanuts. And I would keep a jar on my desk. And, you know, people come over and open a jar and get them some, whatever. I, I didn't mind. I, like I said, I did share. But my brother... Um, heard about a contest that the Mars company was having uh, back in the day uh, on a gold M&M. And if you found the gold M&M, it was supposed to be like a, a million dollars or something like that. Well, I, I, I had bags of M&Ms and when I say bags, maybe two. And my brother cut the bottom of the bag and took out a M&M and spray painted it gold and let it dry, put it back in the bottom of the bag and he sealed it with those heat sealing guns. Sealed it back up. So... As time's going by, a week, you know, I open a bag and I pour M&Ms in there and, you know, and anyhow, it comes to the fact that, you know, I'm pouring one day and here's this gold M&M. And I'm like, holy crap. And uh, 
I go a little wild, you know, yeah. I got the the bag with the number and I'm calling I'm calling Mars Corporation up and getting in touch with the people and they're having me read the serial number off of the the bag and you know I'm I'm like, you know, giving them all that information and my brother's over at his desk and I I think he was snickering a little bit or had to leave or whatever, but yeah, he he pranked me good because obviously it it wasn't the winning Eminem, although I thought it was. So you know, I've I've been on the the giving side and I've been on the taking side, and like I said, it's wasn't the first time I've been pranked and won't be the last. But you know, I I'd much rather I'd much rather be the one that is doing that. Uh, you know. Uh, my my greatest claim to fame, um, as far as a prank, not an April Fool's joke, but a prank, was on a vacation trip. Um, we had been down to a, a a beach down in Florida called Sanibel Island. Unfortunately, got hit pretty hard by recent hurricanes, I understand. And we really liked it. It's a barrier island right off of the the coast. You have to go over a causeway. The water is just, because it's the Gulf of Mexico and and that side, you know, and you've got the, uh, well, just beautiful, and and the white sandy beaches, blah, 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 blah. You know, I take my family down there. And when I say my family, my my uh, uh, two kids that were probably at the time, maybe seven and 12, something like that. My wife, beautiful condo down there. But the next year, they, they're like, um, can we go back? Can we get the crow's nest instead of just the balcony overlooking the beach? Because there's only like nine units. You had a private beach, beach view, absolutely stunning. Well, the crow's nest from your balcony went up to the roof where you could sit up on the roof. They had chairs up there, things like that. And and there was only three of the condos that had those crow's nest things with the ladder that went up to it. So, of course, I'm like, yeah, we'll get that one. I'm thinking, I said, well, what else can we do over there? So, Sanibel Island is known for shells. Lots and lots and lots of shells. And I looked this up. Supposedly, you know, there's there's uh, 400 different varieties of shells that could wash up on that beach. But... There's like seven of them that are just thousands and thousands and thousands. And so, therefore, you know, there's a lot of the same shell. Let's put it that way. But you see people, people walking up and down and uh, trying to find shells. I mean, all these old people, young people. Yeah, they're they're going shelling. They're they're looking for the shell. 
And anyhow, this, you know, I come up with the idea that here at work, I've got all these shells that we sell because I, I worked in a big place and there's lots of shells that this company sold. So I grabbed ones that are never, ever, ever going to be found on this particular area and uh, took them with me. So, you know, here we're standing just, and I got the one with the crow's nest. I don't think it was furnished as nice as the, the other one, but anyhow, we, you know, it made the kids happy. Well, the sun would come up around 6, 6.30, right there, coming up on the beach, and I'd get up usually around 6 o'clock, go take a walk on the beach, burn one, nobody's around, have a cup of coffee, you know, everybody else is back at thing and I go okay let me get some of those shells I brought down here and I made sure that where I was I was right in front of you know I'm on a third story condo and there's only three stories and I can see the beach so I go okay boom right here it's a perfect place so I'd put a couple of those shells around there like maybe three and kind of brush the sand up and take some of the water from the beach, from the ocean, and, and put it, you know, around so that, yeah, when people come shelling. So then I go back upstairs. Now I got a little buzz, not only from the coffee, but from the, the J-Boo, you know. And, and so I wake my wife up because I see people coming down. And she's like, what, what are you doing? And I go, you got to see this. I mean, these people, they're looking and they see this, you know, shell partially thing. And, you know, of course, go over and start looking at it. They're jumping up and down and going crazy. And, you know, and I'm up there just laughing my ass off. And my wife thinks I'm nuts. Of course, she's making me go get her a cup of coffee. And she goes, you're cruel. And I said, what do you mean? She says, you're cruel. That's cruel. I said, no, I'm bringing joy to these people. And she goes, you don't see how? I said, no. I said, they're looking. They're going to go back and say, look at these great shells we found at Sanibel, even though they're not indigenous to the area, to be in that area. But, you know, so I did this about three days out of the six we were there just enjoying myself well they only have one paper a week on this this island you know the, the mullet wrappers what they call it it's just a little local paper and of course we had checked in on Saturday so I've already hijinxed a couple of times and out comes this paper on Wednesday and I pick it up at the little grocery store on the island and they've got this article in there about people finding these shells that aren't indigenous, indigenous to the area. And uh, just like, holy crud, this thing got a little out of hand. But it was a prank. And I thought it was a very good prank. I really did. So... And, and, and my last prank I'm going to talk about, and, and this, one, this one went well, 
And so, you know, if you ever want to do any of these, feel free. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm passing this along and, and I like a good prankster. Uh, my next door neighbor and I have been neighbors for decades, decades. And uh, I, we, we used to prank each other. There you go, neighbor thing. Well, let me tell you how I got this neighbor. Uh, my wife and I were going on a trip out of the country, and um, I decided that I was going to sell their car while we were gone. So I had, I had a relative put an ad in the paper advertising their car for sale, uh, cheap, because had orders to go overseas. Please call. And had their phone number in there. Uh, I, th I think it was at that time, and this is probably back in the, huh, let's see, 70, probably in the 80s. Um, they had a 240 SX, you know, little sports car, whatever, cheap. So my brother did that for me. He put that ad in. And when we got back, of course, they immediately said, very funny, but you got the, the type of car wrong. I don't know if my brother put in a different model or whatever, but it had the phone number right. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. We were, we were gone. We weren't even here. So, you know, back to the different types of pranks and all. Pranks are, are great. Um, and everybody enjoys one. That's why they've got, like I said, those shows, uh, you know, where, where they actually set up. I mean, that's big. But... You can prank people without having to spend a lot of money like that and, you know, showing it on TV and still getting through and knowing that other people are going to hear about it. So don't wait till April Fool's or trick-or-treat night to do something silly. You know, do a good prank and do it on somebody you really like because it doesn't matter how bad it is of a prank, they know that you did it because you like them. And, th and that's, that's the whole key. I've never, well, I don't know, the people I called that I didn't know, but uh, there again, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it might have been a little malicious. Uh, you know, those were preteen years, so forgive me for those. Uh, mean. Yeah, I don't think any of them were just to be mean. So enjoy a prank, give a prank. <laughs> and uh, that's what this, this was going to be about. So if I helped anybody or uh, you can think of something you'd like to let me know, you know, it's, it's always great to share stoner logic. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.